This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the April 18th edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Get ready to break down a three-game DFS slate. Doing DFS, it's back. Uh, with me to do so is Tommy Beer. What's up, man? What's up, Mike? Not much, man. Just uh, enjoying these playoffs. Um, any surprises you've seen so far before we kind of dive in? Uh, well, I think the Pelicans being up, you know, I think, think we all thought it would be a competitive series, but them jumping out to a 2-0 lead last night was, was impressive, to say the least, you know? Yeah, Drew Holiday, man. I mean, he's... I was trying to figure out a way to make him first team All NBA. It's real. It's even though you can't, Curry was, you can't get there. You can't get there. But I respect the effort. I know what you're saying. Yeah, if there was a fourth team, I think he'd be in. Yes, but first team All Defense. Though I think he should definitely get. I think he's. Yeah. They voted before the playoffs, but I think you know you you, you can certainly he should at least second team. But I, I agree, he should be first. Yeah. Um, before we dive in, just want to shout out our sponsor, Draft. Uh, so you guys, we'll talk some DFS, we'll tie this into as we go through the pod. But yeah, check out Draft, uh, it's great. I mean, season long we complain about injuries so much, but we love that. We love to draft. So, you know, do that. Baseball as well. I've got a lot of guys hurting my baseball team, so you can hop on Draft, play it for a day, get a new team that we don't have to worry about getting. You could just have like Russell Westbrook by yourself tonight um, with the first pick. So um, that's obviously super valuable. But yeah, it should be pretty nice to play Draft, and obviously... Um, Draft on baseball is really cool. So definitely check out Draft. Okay, so let's hop into this three-game slate here. I think probably maybe one game surprise would be game one uh, of Cavs-Pacers. A lot of people were surprised to see they jumped out to, what, 25-8 lead. Um, so before we jump in on that, let's talk some quotes. There were a lot of them, uh, starting with the Cavs specifically. Uh, Ty Lue said yesterday that he didn't get to the lineup he wanted to use, and he clarified that. Um, basically, long and short of it is that he thinks LeBron, Love, Hill, Corver, and Green are his best lineup, which is kind of weird because, I mean, Hill and Love have barely played next to each other because Love was hurt. They've only played like 130 minutes together before some, like during the regular, which is very, 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 very... That's like three games with Tom Thibodeau. So <laughs> they, they have to get used to playing with each other. So I guess starting with Kevin Love really quick. Where do you think he fits in on, on this? Uh, obviously, he didn't have the best game. And I, I hate to steal Brian Windhorse's line from I was to jump yesterday. But this team misses Kyrie Irving. Uh, and they can't sustain having everyone play poorly except LeBron, uh, who didn't have a great game by himself either. But. Yeah, I think in in light of that fact that I think they're going to try to focus and get Kevin Love involved early, um, get him some touches in the post. Um, you know, he only knocked down, uh, you know, he only knocked down a few three pointers and that was, you know, basically essentially his only offensive contributions in game one. Um, I think they realize, especially without Kyrie, that they need a reliable second scorer. Um, and I think they have to make, uh, um, love get comfortable, make him a focal point. You kind of boost up his confidence, um, and, and, and kind of get the ball rolling with him as, you know, as one of their key contributors. He's kind of expensive at eight one, uh, especially coming off that poor game. So I don't know if I'm too keen on playing him. 
um, depending on where you want to save your money and stuff. There's some kind of cheap power forwards to play. Um, one being his teammate, Larry Nance, uh, who played 30 minutes in the last game. So, um, yeah, that's something to keep an eye on. I actually like Nance a lot uh, if you're looking to play somebody cheap for a 4-3. I agree. I don't love um, I don't love love as a <laughs> as a DFS option. Just primarily because even when he's going well, um, obviously threes don't count in DFS. Um, you know he's not going to assist, block, rebound stuff. Like, uh, rebound he you know obviously can't contribute there. But um, yeah, the peripheral stats, the steals and blocks, he's not usually going to contribute much there. So yep. I probably steer clear. Even if he you know he could have a, a thirty three point game and uh, you know and so you know that 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 would certainly um, obviously you know raise his fantasy value. But he's not a guy that's going to give you 50 fantasy points on a given night. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, okay, so shifting to LeBron, uh, he had some good quotes, um, kind of made it about himself, which I think has really been the whole overarching theme of his season. Not to call him selfish, because he deserves every bit. He should be selfish, um, really. But he had a couple quotes that stuck out to me. He said, quote, we've got to be more aggressive offensively. Me being aggressive, that's about it. It's like, okay, team. Oh, no, me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he also had um, one of the best quotes. Uh, he said, I'm down 0-1 in the first round. I was down 3-1 in the finals. <laughs> so, shot, Warriors, shots fired. Yeah. Um, which I thought that was funny. So what did I expect? LeBron, I thought, like, I was watching the game with a friend, and I usually, like, predict stat lines. Uh, and I hit I hit Davis Purvis uh, for game one, by the way. But anyways, um, LeBron, I was like, LeBron's going to be, like, 37, 14, and 11. He wasn't. Um, they kept him down to 17 shots in the field, 14 free throws. What do you think about his usage uh, going into this game? I I think LeBron is going to have 37, 14, and 11 in game. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I, yeah I'm, I'm all over LeBron, and he's the guy I'm going to invest in tonight as far as my um, top-heavy, high-salary high player in DFS. What about him versus it's, a, it's essentially a must-win game for the Cavs. Um, you know, they can come back from 0-2, but they don't want to get there. Um, playing at home, we know the stakes. Um, LeBron had been 21-0 in his previous 21 first-round games. Um, I think he's gonna, he was weirdly not aggressive in game one. Um, you know, essentially they need him to play. Nick Wright talks about this a lot, you know, uh, on Fox Sports uh, on, on their show. Um, they basically need LeBron to play an A-plus game in order to win. You know, you know that that's the, the way the Cavs are constituted, the way they have been for the last couple of years. Um, you know, they basically need A-plus games uh, from LeBron to, to beat elite teams. And, and the Pacers have shown themselves to be a very good team, um, uh, you know, very quality first-round opponent. Um, and I think LeBron – and LeBron didn't give an A-plus effort. He, you know, had the triple-double – Etc. Um, taking that away from his stats were, were obviously you know respectable, um, but he didn't give a, a solid effort. I think he's had come out aggressive. You know, most importantly, said so himself. To come out on fire, set a tone early, and uh, just look to to, to 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 take the ball into the basket, knock down three. So uh, I'm very high on LeBron going into the game too. Yeah, going for 44 minutes and only having a 27.9 usage rate. Uh, that's not efficient either. Only 52 true shooting percentage. So those numbers have to come up, and they will. Um, so I, I guess the big question for DFS today is James Harden's twelve two. It even draft like who do you take first, uh, LeBron, Westbrook, or Harden? Do you think anybody of those big three you're leaning towards? 
Uh, yeah, I, I think I'd probably lean towards LeBron, uh, especially in DFS. I think the, you know Westbrook will probably be uh, you know heavy, uh, whatever the, the percentage ownership. Um, but but uh, like I said, of those three, I, I think I lean towards LeBron just in terms of um, you know what the game means to each individual player. Um, I think that Le, you know LeBron understands if he doesn't play well and he isn't dominant on both ends of the floor, steals, blocks, the whole the whole thing. Um, you know if he's not in passing lanes and, and really trying to take the game over, his team doesn't is not going to win um so for that being said i think he has the highest floor just in, in terms of his you know i think his usage rate could be close to 40 percent tonight highest floor highest ceiling uh, i mean yeah like i i, I told my friend too it's like if the braun drops 60 20 and 15 i wouldn't be surprised right you know right. <laughs> like, yeah it's just yeah. what he's gonna do and yep. he, you know he knows it's on, he knows his team's bad he's not gonna say that obviously but this team they have no continuity man i mean this team is basically and we talked about flipping the switch which, which the warriors did Pretty much, but um, yeah, I'm yeah. Uh, this team's just not cohesive yet. They don't really know who they are. They they don't know what they basically don't know where the light switch is to flip because uh, yeah. they haven't yeah. played. And just well one other thing on LeBron, just because I thought of it. I think in the last you know, how many ever elimination games, like seven or eight elimination game game sevens. This is obviously not a game seven. Um, certainly not a you know. But like I said, it's close to a must win game. I think LeBron's averaging like a thirty point triple double in his last you know X number of you know game seven. So um, that can kind of give us some context. Yeah, there. that's a good point. So yeah, we definitely like LeBron a lot. Um, just talking about some Cavs kind of secondary players. Uh, George Hill, uh, Tyron Lewis said he's quote stiff. Stiff couldn't do a lot today. This is yesterday. Uh, he's still getting a lot of treatment and seeing how he feels going forward. So sounds like he could be a little limited guy. I wouldn't really pursue this. Uh, Kyle Corver was sick yesterday. Sounds like he's going to play today. Um, didn't really do much. And he is still going to have a minutes limit. So you obviously can't trust him. Um, we also could see J.R. Smith over Rodney Hood. And uh, as they've been saying, Bron has to, or Tyron Lewis said LeBron has to be aggressive and set the tone early. So... Yeah, I mean, if I'm looking for Cavs to play, obviously LeBron, and then I like Nance. Um, I don't really think I trust Clarkson because I think they they may go more Smith. Um, I guess I could get down with some Jr. I do, I do like Jr. I think Corver's going to eat into some minutes there. In the he only played four minutes. He was he was dealing with an illness, so he missed practice. I think on on, on Monday, uh, but he's back at it yesterday. Yeah. Um, and they only knocked down eight three pointers um, in, in game one. They need. I think it was eight of twenty four. Thirty four. Yeah. So that that tells you that they need you know more efficient, more effective three point shooters. And as we know, Corver has a history um, of making you know of knocking it down from long range. So I, I think they're going to try to get him more involved. As you said, um, you know, just even as his DF sleeper, his, his upside is kind of limited because of the minutes. That's the only reason I'm a little bit hesitant on Clarkson and Smith because I think. Um, uh, Corver could eat into their their playing time. Although Smith did look active and aggressive and, and involved uh, in game one, encouragingly so, because um, he's kind of been an X factor for them. So I, I, I of those guys, I think I'd be comfortable taking a flyer on Smith, um, but just would be concerned about the li- relatively limited minutes. And I'll add one thing too. Uh, Lou said he talked about how they went to the finals with Tristan and Jr. playing quote a big part of that. Um, so I thought that was interesting to me too. So I, when I hear Corver, who, yeah, you're right. He's going to definitely get like 15, 20, 30, 25. I don't think right. more than 25, but I, I'm, I'm be more worried about Rodney Hood who hasn't looked good at all. No. Um, we've seen him really fall off a cliff and yeah, was, I think they just kind of go back to the wall besides Nance is the only, the only guy I really trust there. Okay. And so Hood, and missed the morning shoot around for personal reasons. He is expected to play, but something else to consider. Oh yeah. Good point. Yep. Yeah, he should be there. Uh, okay, so we spent 10 minutes on the Cavs. We won't spend 10 minutes on every team. Um, the Cavs are just a mess. Okay, so Tyloo also said he is um, trying to figure out how to get the ball 
out of Oladipo's hands. I in DFS, if I'm gonna play LeBron and Westbrook, which I kind of, or even Harden or two of the three, gonna have a tough time getting Oladipo in there. So I don't know if I would play him again. Uh, I think he kind of peaked a little bit. He made six and nine from three on eleven and nineteen. It's super efficient. Um, the steals are gonna be there, of course. High pace game. I just feel like he kind of peaked. So I'm a little down on Depot. Um, how do you feel about him? I'm good. I'm okay with shying away from him. Um, I think the the only issue, my only issue in saying that is the Cavs have nobody defensively to to sick on them. You know, even even if they focus on them, who they going to, you know, who's going to stop them? Is George Hill going to get in his way? Um, I I assume they're going to, you know, trap double teams and and even triple team him and get the ball out of his hands. Um, They were still trying to do that and he still found ways to score and be effective. But like I said, I think his his percentages are going to regress towards the mean. Um, The the Cavs are going to force the ball out of his hands and make other guys beat him even if that leads to open layups um so yeah I, I, i'm comfortable shying away like you said i'd rather invest in, in some other high-end guys that that's not gonna that's gonna preclude me from from investing in odipo um and i'm okay with that yeah 34 usage rate i don't see him hitting that again um he had a 30 usage rate in the regular season and a 55 true shooting so basically add 20 to that from the game yesterday so yeah it'd be tough for him to duplicate that um i think miles turner was interesting to me uh, a guy i expected to play 30-something minutes, and he did, and he played well. It wasn't really a big stat line guy, so he's kind of, I think, a guy I could see myself, if I'm going to go aggressive on Cavs and play Nance, and I want to get some Pacers exposure, I think I'm down for a little turn action. At 5-5, it's pretty good. I think that's a good buy low. Um, you know, I think that there's certainly some upside there with Turner. He hasn't, he hasn't you know, he's been off and on, um, but if you're in a tournament play, um, I'm cool with, uh, you know, taking a dart throw on him and, and hoping he comes up with a big, you know, 15, 10, and, and four block nights, some along those lines. Yep. So, yeah, the boxer what's going to make his money. Um, like I said, he's 91st percentile in rim protection, according to Synergy. So we'll see how that's, that's going to be a big factor. They want, they want him to play really, really well. We've worried, been worried about Sabonis all season. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm good with him there. Anybody else that you think? Uh, Lance action, pretty good in 17 minutes. Um, he, um, McMillan called Thad, quote, a super glue guy, well, which is kind of interesting. Uh, it's kind of a bad sign for stats, I think, when I hear something like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bogdanovich, I, you know, he, he struggled from the floor. Um, he could be a guy that that could come back and bounce back. Uh, you know, I think one of six from three, or five of seventeen from the floor. So um, he's a guy that could bounce back and and and, and put up some points. He, but as we know, he's not going to give you much other than than points. I was kind of shocked Bogdanovich took eleven twos. Yeah, that was that was. <laughs> yeah, you rarely see him inside the arc that often. Yeah, actually, Vegas had a prop bet that he'd make two threes. Ooh. Yeah, I, I my friend uh, bet that he was mad at me, so I thought I got that <laughs> one wrong. <laughs> so, anyways. Oh. Uh, okay, so moving on, I guess. Anything you want to add, Pacers-wise? No, nah, I think you got no. it. And then they did, um, worth mentioning, nine-minute rotation. That's kind of good. Um, they may go. They may add uh, Glenn Robinson the third, but not a big impact for your bench, guys. Okay, this game will be close, we think, yes? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I think, it, I think it'll be close. I think the Cavs win, but I think that, that Pacers are good enough. They're going to they're gonna stay strong all season, yep. all series. Yep, okay, so moving on, we've got OKC, uh, big win for them. Uh, scoring 116 on the Jazz, always impressive. Um, big big story here is Donovan Mitchell's foot. Sounds like he's going to play. Did go through shoot around. Um, X ray was good, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, um, where we stand on Mitchell, who you know is pretty solid. 27 um, 10. Do we think he can hit upper 20s again if being with a sore foot? 
first uh, rookie with 20, 20 I think it was over 20 and 25 and 10 um, in his in his playoff debut since um, Tim Duncan um, so kind of so kind of gives you some some context to just how well he played I, I'm just worried obviously I think you know we're all gonna have to just wait until at least um, you know the the, the pregame presser um, to kind of get an update make sure that he's in shoot around obviously he's gonna want to play we saw you know he, you know he was limping around but was visibly upset when they took him out um, to, to make sure that his foot was okay after the injury so um, that being said I think if he plays he'll play well um, but but I'm steering clear of, of of a guy with an injury issue going into a you know if, uh, in terms of DFS. Yeah, it sounds like there's not a lot to say here because we're trying to figure out like we spent a lot of time on the Cavs with the rotation tweaks and how just we don't they're going to make changes. I don't feel like there's going to be much uh, based on what Quinn Snyder like. He felt like he was pretty satisfied with how he played, and like the moral of the story was Paul George was amazing, and if Paul George isn't amazing, they're going to be okay. So I, I expect similar things, uh, assuming Mitchell's okay. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't, like I, I think Rubio will be better. Uh, encouraging usage with 18 shots. So I think Rubio is kind of a sneaky guy to play. Um, again, this pace, this game should be a little bit faster than Utah is used to. I would say. So I'm, I'm interested in Rubio. He's not too high at seven two, but um, I mean the other guys in that neighborhood. I think he's one of the best. Like, or, like I'd rather have him over, over Teague or somebody along those lines. At one point, I think in terms of mid-range price, I think Collison um, is a guy that um, is, is worth looking oh, at. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. He's going to get minutes. He's 5'6", yes. That's I'd, that's probably a better maybe a better Just, just in, in terms of the mid-range price point, I think that's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a good one. If I had the money, I still think like if we go for like dollar value per, per you know fancy output per dollar, I think they're about mm-hmm. the same. You know, you're going to spend that for Rubio, but I think Rubio's ceiling is a little higher. Especially Agreed. I think just with you know with the Cavs coming out and and if they do in fact double and triple Oladipo, I think Collison gets more open looks. But um, in general, yeah, I think Rubio's um, you know he got four steals in, in in game one. He's you know thirty one minutes. That's um, you know he's he's definitely a, he's a safer play. Um, so if you're you know if you're playing in a head to head or or a, you know some, something along those lines, that that's yeah, I think you know Rubio's definitely a safe good bet. And I expect kind of. I think they're going to shoot maybe a little more threes uh, and not so much mid range stuff. That's a good quote from Snyder. Really, the only critical thing he said was more than anything, our spacing wasn't good. We don't space against a team that's aggressive on ball makes it harder. You're playing east to west. So, yeah, I mean, maybe they'd put more. I I, I would probably focus more on perimeter players. Um, so your Mitchells, uh, Ingles, I think could be maybe score a little bit more. He was Ingles was kind of really quiet. Uh, 13 2 and 1 assist um, on good shooting. So maybe he gets the ball more. Uh, he's like, yeah. I have my eye on. Um, yeah. Yeah, 18, I didn't realize Rubio had 18 field goal attempts in game one. That's a lot. Yeah. I think he's going to be, he's going to shoot a lot. And yeah, I expect Rubio, he's probably my sneaky play. I don't think people will really be on him either. Yeah, true. Because everyone's going to be eyeing up Harden and Westbrook. Agreed. Yep. Or the goal low. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think you might. Yeah, for like, I mean, I think people are going to be after Chris Paul as well. Like, there's a lot of, actually, there's a lot of ways to play point guard. If you're, especially if you're going to fade Westbrook and you want to play Harden and LeBron, then I think that makes a really good case. True. Um, so, I sticking with, I guess we're good on the Jazz. So, OKC, uh, again, Paul George was just insane. Paul, Paul George won that game for them. Playoff P. <laughs> yeah. Did you see um, that Photoshop that was like Master P, the last Don album that had Playoff P? <laughs> I didn't see I that. I saw that floating around the internet. Um, he's a shout out to Master P. He gets a lot of love for the tank, man. Um, yeah, he does. and they can say on with that but, no but, limit tank. 
Whenever I hear playoff P, I, I think of Prodigy. So I've been listening to Mop Deep a lot. Yeah. It's just because, I, you know, that, that's, that's what that reminds me of. All right. So let's keep it thorough with our analysis here. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Corey Brewer's banged up, said he's 80%, played 34 minutes, played okay, low usage, which is kind of his, his deal. He's going to have two steals in a little bit. Um, but yeah, he went through contact yesterday. Paul George did not go through contact because he fell on his hip, but it sounds like he's going to play. They call him, quote, a tough guy. He's also expecting adjustments. Uh, he said that he's expecting the Jazz to adjust to him more. So fade Paul, or uh, I don't, I don't know. He's kind of, I'm interested, but I'm not like totally buy eight thousand. It's kind of pricey. And also, Melo's ridiculously cheap at five six. I'd probably fade just just because, like you, you know, the, the, just to come the regression to the mean. He'll probably be overly owned due, due to you know the, the the name recognition off the game one. Um, so I'll probably fade him. Playoff P. Yeah. It's too no, fun. No. When guys have fun nicknames, people pick him up. <laughs> yeah. People use him, you know. Like with uh, the Unicorn, it, people random pick him up. It was a fun nickname. He was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Shiny new toys. Uh, play, playoff peas in the house. Um, what about Mellow, though, man? I know you and I aren't, aren't the biggest. I'm not the biggest Mellow fan at all. But at 5'6", man, for a guy that we expect. He didn't play great. But, I mean, 5'6", for Carmelo Anthony, it just it seems for a guy who played 37 minutes. It just 37 minutes. 13 shots, he's going to take a ton of threes, open threes with them running at Westbrook, and especially, you know they're going to limit George, they're not going to let George beat them again, because he single-handedly demolished them, essentially, um, and especially late in the in, in game one, so I think, um, I'm, yeah, I like Melo as a, as a DFS play today, um, I think the price is right, um, given his high floor, um, and, uh, you know, number of shot attempts, etc., I, I think, uh, you know, gets, you know, 15 and 7, um, actually had th- three steals and two blocks, don't expect that in game two, but um, yeah, he's a, he's a good value play. One thing, too, that I thought was interesting. So they won this game, but their starters played 26 minutes together, OKCs, and they had a minus 5.3 net rating. So oh. they defended that pretty well, but it was with George when he got staggered away that they were really, really good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was – that's the key. Um, well, we didn't talk about much about Westbrook. So we kind of hinted at it. So it sounds like you're LeBron of the, the big three. You're like LeBron number one. There's a lot of point guards to play, too, so I think LeBron is probably the strongest. Um, and then even still, I don't know, um, Harden at shooting guard, and then Fade Westbrook. And I think that's kind of the way I would go. I would go LeBron, Harden, and, Chris, and Westbrook third if I had to rank the three, which sounds crazy. I hate putting Westbrook last ever. Agreed. I played him in game one, um, but I just think due to the, the matchups and the limited availability of other studs, small folks versus, as we talked about, the, the point guard, like, you know, I invest in Collison, and then even if I go Collison and Rubio, um, there's just a, some different various options um, that, I'll, that, I, that I, I probably would rank them in the same, the same category as you with the um, Ron Hart. And the- yeah. All right. So getting to the last game. Clint Capel was kind of, besides Harden scoring 44, which we won't talk about that. It's kind of, we, we, get, we get the picture. Harden's really good. But I, one thing I was most curious was how many minutes is Capel going to get? And he got 34. Um, that's big. So Cute. Yeah, so I, I thought he was going to be like 32, 33. But game one right away, uh, he's a couple days off too. So um, do we think he's going to hit 34 again? I, I think I, I think he'll be, you know, if I had to bet, let's say the over-under was 33, I'd go over. 
Um, you know, it's no secret that they're they've been essentially on. I think forty four and three when the three of those guys start. Um, so uh, and and you know they, they D'Antoni did a great job of limiting his minutes during the regular season. Um, to I think you know one of the goals was to unleash him and keep him fresh in the postseason. Um, I have a soft spot for Capella. He won a big league for me. Um, he was huge in, in winning a big league for me this year. Um, I think he's one of the more underappreciated, underrated players in the game in general. Um, that'll probably change once the Rockets go on a deep run this season. Um, but uh, the guy's a stud, um, points, rebounds, blocks every night, really high floor. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm high in Capella. 42-3, and three, by the way, for that, that trio, um, plus 12.1 net rating. And so I mentioned that 100-minute thing. They played 736 minutes together, that trio. Um, and their most used was Ariza Capella Harden because obviously Chris Paul's hurt a little bit at 1,091, just to give you an idea how small, especially the two-man lineup, like, it's just driving home that Cavs point. Um, so we mentioned James Harden. Do, where do we think he's going to be? Um, I mean, I don't think – could he hit 40 again? I would never bet against James Harden. I think it's probably closer, you know, to, to, his, to his season average. Um, but uh, I wouldn't – yeah, it's, for that reason, I'm, you know, I, I, again, I think, you know, adjustments and, you know, you know, maybe they put Butler on him, you know, just in focus and throw doubles, et cetera. Um, so I'd probably if – if I'd go under 40, um, but like I said, I wouldn't bet against Harden. Yeah, they have to, they have to defend him better. And also, too, uh, the, the travel talk has been ridiculous. And so I looked up yesterday – he ranked 355th in travels per game. Wow. Yeah. Um, Wade Baldwin was first per game. But um, <laughs> I, So of the stars, uh, I think like the high usage guys were like Dwight Howard, Boogie Cousins, Marcus Saul, which makes sense. Right. Kind of extra step in the post. But um, yeah, I think LeBron was like 150th. Giannis was like 100-something. So yeah, it's, if you're... It's, I'm fully in the camp. It's not a travel unless it's called. Like if I got if I got to get to wear the travel, like props. Agreed. I mean, listen, this 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 conversation. I've been having this conversation since Patrick Ewing <laughs> in the, the mid nineties. You know, when the Pacer fans and all these other guys would get upset. Um, play the game. Uh, you know, the refs. I think uh, you know, make the right call the vast majority of the time. I I personally don't don't invest too much time or energy getting worked up about it. So back to Capella real quick. He's expensive, man. Eight two. I don't know if I could do that. Like I feel like I'd rather just go down to Miles Turner, save some dough, and then go I'm, elsewhere. I'm, I, I, I'll segue it too. I'm going up to Carl Anthony Towns on it. Yeah, on if you're one. going eight two for Capella, you might as well get Cat. And I think Cat's going to have a monster game. Yeah, everyone's expecting Cat to have a. Mon- the Rockets are going to expect him to be aggressive. Yes. Um, yep. Even Jeff Teague said, quote, they're trying to eliminate Cat. Said, quote, we have to figure out a way to get him the ball against those smaller guys, get those deep seals, get some easy baskets. So everyone thinks Cat's going to go off. So, um, yeah, extremely quiet. The usage was a joke um, with how much they use Rose and Jang and all these guys. So what are we thinking Cat-wise? He had nine field goal attempts, which is five fewer than Derrick Rose in game one. I, I think I think I think we're looking at a twenty five and fifteen you know type game um, sprinkling a block and some steals and uh, you know a few assists. Um, I think they're going to focus on him. I understand that the Rockets expect it, um, but at the same time, I think you have to err on the side of feeding him too much um, and making sure you know that that this guy um, really you know, gets gets his fair share of the cake here because it was ridiculous the way he was essentially ignored at points in game yeah. one. Fourteen point two usage rate. 
15.6 for Butler, 30.8 for Derek Rose, 28.6 for Gorgie Jang. Like, flip those. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, Cat's never really been a super-duper usage guy. Like, he doesn't hit 30 most of the time. He had, what, 26.6 or something? 22.6 on the season. Um, but it's got to be upper tw- upper upper 20s. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, if I want to play two mega studs and LeBron and Harden, I'm going to have a tough time getting Cat in there. Feel like. Yeah, I'll probably go LeBron and Cat, and then have a and do a little bit more with those extra savings. Try to get a few more mid tier guys. That's, yeah, that's yeah. the direction I'm leaning. Maybe stack up hard. Like you would, I think playing Harden with Cat makes maybe more sense. Could do that. Stack yeah. them up. Pump that game is just crazy. As my dog likes, <laughs> my dog's a little pumped. Oh, that's, my dog's name is Brody, so he's a little mad at the shade. That's uh, true. With <laughs> <laughs> not respect for Russ. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just by the way, Cat um, with Butler was 21.5 usage rate, so pretty similar to what he was with and without. So don't worry about that too much. Or maybe Brody was upset about the cat talk. Yes. Got a dog. Um, yeah, he's he's only seen a cat really once, besides like out and about. But um, right. he's actually pretty good with cats. All right, all right. Anyways, uh, as he sits down, what else do we think of? Put a bow on the Rockets. CP Ariza. Anybody in, in that group? Gordon. Uh, also, Ryan Anderson, a uh, good quote on that real quick, uh, said that D'Antoni said, quote, we're going to dress him and then see whether, he, see whether he plays or not. We'll see how it goes. So it sounds like he'll come off the bench. If things aren't going well, then they may use him. So moral of the story, don't trust Anderson at all. And he's not even – like he's not healthy. He's not even that good this year. Yeah, I don't – yeah. I think in game three, if he gets some, some, you know, some shows that he can at least handle, you know, twenty plus minutes in game two. I think game three going forward, because without my boot, without without Luke NBA in there, I think there's a good chance that um, he can get some sneaky minutes. And you know, he's a guy that you know, if you give him twenty five minutes on a given night and he's knocking down his threes, he can give you twenty points and eight rebounds. Um, and he's going to be dirt cheap going forward. So um, I don't trust him in this context um, because again, we don't even know what his health is. But but going forward, I think over the next couple of games. Um, I think he could be a sneaky cheap forward. I think a reason at four eight's nice. That's cheap for him. Agreed, and he plays a ton of minutes. Um, but he's another guy that just you know is, is rarely going to be part of the offensive mix. But um, if he's a dart throw in a tournament, um, he's a guy that can give you twenty points and and, and you know seven or eight rebounds. Yeah, he's gonna get minutes. He was pretty much at a low point. One of six from the field, no threes. One of four from the field. So it's yeah. pretty disgusting to have. What eight nine possessions and three points, um, especially when we only have one turnover. So yeah, I, I think he'll be sneaky if you want to spend down. Um, okay, so what about Jimmy Butler? We talked about Cat. Um, again, he he has to get 23, 24 usage rate. Um, take shots away from Wiggins. Obviously, Derrick Rose should not be shooting the ball that much. So do we think he can be better? Agreed. I think he has, you know, kind of nowhere to go, nowhere to go, but up similar to the cat category. Butler was four of 11. Um, and, uh, you know, but the, the other thing is he's still rounding back into shape in terms of his, uh, you know, his knee issue. Um, but uh, still, you know, if not the best player on the floor for, for the Wolves, certainly right there. He was a, the only starter that had a positive plus minus. He was a plus five in game one. So um, we know what, what Butler brings to the table and healthy. Um, that, that knee issue does kind of worry me a little bit, even though he looked spry and healthy uh, in game one. Um, I'd probably steer clear in terms of DFS, but um, you know, certainly not a, not a bad guy to invest in. Yeah. All right, so moving to anything else you want to add for the games? I think I got all my quote notes in there. 
Yeah, I think you got it. Yeah. Okay, so what, yeah, we're, we're about that time. So let's go to positions real quick. Um, like we said, I like Rubio. It sounds like Rubio and Collison, we seem like we like probably the most. I'm with you on Collison as well. Um, what about, I mean, George Hill's only 4,000. He's banged up. I think that's something to consider. Didn't really talk about I, him too much, but. I, yeah, I played him um, in game one. I had him in DFS in game one. Um, but just, you know, obviously was disappointed in that production. Um, I, the only thing to worry about is just the health-wise. Um, even if he starts and he's good to go, um, does he tweak something in the first quarter and then cost you? I'd love the value. Um, I thought it was a great signing by the by the uh, great trade by the Cavs. I really thought he'd play much better than he has. Um, obviously, he hasn't produced the way the Cavs would. Uh, I think it's only a matter of time before he goes off from one of these games and knocks down five three pointers. Um, so you know, we'll just see if he's healthy enough to do it. Going, you know, in terms of game two, we're going forward. Would you roll Derrick Rose at three six, or just your heart just gonna want what you do? <laughs> <laughs> Any guy that gets you know fourteen field goal attempts in twenty four minutes is you gotta consider it. It's sense of the league value. Um, in a tournament play, I can't hate you for doing it. Um, I, I don't think it'll happen again, but uh, we know Tibbs loves his roles, and um, it's a you know it's, it's a good investment. Yep. Especially if you're spending elsewhere. Yep. yep. Okay. So shooting guard. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to go away from Harden to me. Uh, I think he, him, and him and LeBron, I think have got to be in there for me um, for most of my lineups. Um, after that, Clarkson three six, especially if Hill's dinged up, a guy I would look at there. Uh, I mentioned J.R. Smith, dirt cheap, 3-6. I like him a lot to help you spend up elsewhere. Um, that's kind of it. I mean, I'm not playing for Wiggins. Clarkson, interesting. Um, and I think Mitchell and Depot are a little pricey for me, uh, especially if I'm playing Harden. But um, if I could get Mitchell in there, and I hear he's all good. But um, By the way, no shoot-around for the Rockets today, uh, in case you're wondering where the news is on that. But, um, yeah, so it's kind of Harden and Scrub is kind of what I'm thinking here. Yeah, I think if, if I was going to um, take a dart throw, I think J.R. Smith might be my guy from, from yeah. shooting darts. Pipe dreams of winning the, the contests. Uh, okay, so moving, we're, we're locked and loaded on LeBron, it sounds like. Yep. We're expecting a huge game from him. Um, cheap guys. We didn't talk about Bollion's price too much. 5000 is pretty good. Um, I like Ariza quite a bit, probably more than you, it sounds like. Um, Royce O'Neal, dirt cheap. Um, if anybody's limited in any way, he's someone to keep an eye on. I think he may play a little bit more. Lance is pretty cheap at four three. Um, I kind of like Lance if if he gets going off the bench. We know he's gonna, you know, he's got the versatility to to points, assists, rebounds. Um, you know, if he can get you know twenty plus minutes, he could he could certainly you know give, return good value there. Yeah, I'll add though if Lance gets hot, I wouldn't play Lance and Miles Turner together. I feel like because if Lance gets hot, he'll be out there with Sabonis, and McMillan will stretch out Sabonis and cut into Miles Turner. So kind of next-level analysis. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, Jimmy Butler, 8-7. Oh, uh, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, any feelings there? I- I don't. I don't love those guys, especially if I'm spending on LeBron. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna happily sacrifice those yeah. two guys. Uh, okay, so moving to power forward, I think I'm locked in on Larry Nance. Uh, and then Carmelo at five six, man, that's so tough to argue that price. I like that Melo play. Yeah, I I generally don't like Melo, but I don't like Melo at like eight thousand. Right. So he's gonna get minutes. Uh, he played okay defensively. Didn't make too many mistakes, so he's he's all right. Uh, anybody else in this neighborhood? Um, I, I'm kind of locked in on those two, man. Agreed. I'm there with you. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, like I said, I'm more worried about favors because, as we mentioned, they're going to focus on the perimeter scoring. So keep an eye out for that. Um, Taj Gibson's okay. What about Jeff Green at three nine? Sounds like he. They're, it sounds like they're gonna start him, but he's just not good. Uh, <laughs> I agree with you. I don't think they should play him as much as they do. But Ty Lue Ty Lu seems to love him, um, and he's another guy that if he gets hot from behind the arc, and again they need to, they need, you know, he, and he's capable of doing it. Um, you know, he can he can certainly you know buy value. Yep. Okay, so center, not too many options here. It pretty much comes down to if you got money, spend it where you can get it here. Um, if you don't have a lot, play Turner. He's pretty much the cheapest guy you're going to find, um, not counting Nene and other guys. Um, and then, yeah, Cat we love. Um, I'm, go- I'm, I'm going in on, on Cat having the line of the night here. I yeah. think he'd have a big game, and um, he's going to deliver. Yep. Uh, and Capella, too. Uh, we like Capella over Gobert. Pretty much the same price, eight two eight. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I do. I, I think that I think uh, Capella's even though he's so even though he's expensive, I think he's a tiny tad bit undervalued um, because the, those the, those prices are based on his you know twenty eight minutes per game during the regular season as opposed to thirty four thirty five you might play in the postseason. Yeah, I like if Turner and Stephen Adams are the same price, I actually would still play Turner. I kind of have a lot of faith in him today. Yeah, so he'll. Br- Every time I have faith in Turner, he burns me. So, we <laughs> <Yeah>. just <laughs> throw it out there. Okay, so I'm pretty happy with how this pod went, man. First DFS pod, in, straight DFS pod in a minute. It's been too long. Yeah, but we'll be back. We're doing another one Friday. I think another one Saturday. May try to squeeze in a fourth one. DFS season, man. I'm so pumped to get this. this these are my favorites to do. Yes, sir. All right. So you guys take care. Enjoy the games tonight. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for coming on, Tony. Thank you, buddy. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.